of the podcast. I'm your host, Mei Chan, a business alignment coach and a community builder living in Oakland, California. I help values-led entrepreneurs align their businesses with their authentic selves to create more ease, peace, and revenue. As a person who spent decades growing healthy businesses, I love supporting other business leaders on similar journeys filled with courage, vision, heart, and creativity. Join me in celebrating more entrepreneurs leading with love. I'm sorry, I'm a minute late because I was doing uh, something like three minutes of movement to shake it all up before I got here, which I thought, oh, that's a little like what Reed talks about. You're channeling me? No, I'm teasing. I'm sorry, say again? I'm, 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 you're, you're channeling, channeling my, you're, you're making my heart warm here. So. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's something that, that I do like, before I get on kind of every week. And then I, because I'm thinking of you and was just reading your posts about, like, do you really not have three, five minutes to move your body every day? And uh, I, one, could always use more. But two, I've learned how much it does for my spirit. To show up as my best self. So it, it isn't does. just a chore. You know, I really feel it. I feel it, the difference instantly. So. Oh, awesome. See, that, that, that's the cherry on top of the frosting that just happened for me because I don't, I don't do a lot of this. You know, I'm, I'm one to one and I always know who I'm, you know, like I'm not right. out there with people I can't see. And yeah. so I, it was a little bit, Excuse me a little bit, woo, but the the reel that came up right when I opened my phone and put on Instagram, it was David Bowie talking his advice to young artists. It's probably all going viral right now, but about do something, always do something that's a little bit out of the out of your depth. And he he's he had these lovely words about if if your feet can't touch the bottom of the pool. And right before that, uh-huh. right before I came downstairs, I had David Bowie and Queen singing Under Pressure, and then it was David Bowie again, and I was like, hmm, coincidence? I don't know. No, (laughs) no. Thank you. Download exactly what you needed to come here, right? Exactly what I needed to hear right before. So, anyway, it's great to see you. I am more a believer in magic like that than I ever have been. And so, I mean, I've always been a person where I'm a little like, well, nothing really surprises me, but the door's are just sort of flinging open wide more and more often like this, right? Just saying, like, Mm. there's evidence everywhere, if you look for it, that you're supported. We're supported for what we need in every moment, even. I I think you're right. I think you're right. And we're kind of trained from childhood not to see it. Well, not everybody, you know, but but a lot, you know. The mass hypnosis is what I call it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I mean, I'm saying all of this because this is what I need to hear, right? I know it, and yet it's something I need to keep telling myself and, of course, offering to everyone who will listen. <laughs> it's like I really want it to be true, and I've seen it to be true. But yet, I mean, really, I was just writing my um, weekly email to say the hard part is there's no guarantee, you know, oh. on, like, results. but but all we can do is keep showing up in our truth. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I want to say this with great love and respect for both my okay. parents because they're they're both teachers, they're both academics. Yeah. And so one of the things that and they they 
great teachers, both of them in, in different ways, but there's always a grade at the end when you're an academic. And so it's really mm-hmm. hard to step away from that being the result. And as an adult, yeah. it's been like part of my learning and my place is to have the result be the journey to really like then exactly. and not the grade at the end. And so that that's really hard for me to unlearn what I learned as a child, but also to, it's both, you know, maybe it's both. Yeah. Yeah, it is both. I know. I know. As soon as I say, there's no guarantee. I can hear all the critic voices saying, well, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what I mean is when we are going for a big dream, which I call everybody to do, right? Not just like, oh, how little can I get by on? The big dream, no one can say if A, then you'll definitely have it. Yet we're both teachers, instructors, coaches offering what we have. You know what I mean? It's it's from our past, it's from our experience, and it's from our con- conviction. But I can't guarantee anything, which is a little scary, right? Because our, our world says um, kind of like make sales based on three easy steps, and you'll definitely get blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? But I again, what I can say, and what you can say, is like moving will make you feel better. I mean, in yeah, simple, right? Yeah, anything, any kind of movement, almost any kind of movement, even moving away from something you don't like. Yeah. Feels better. Yeah. And that's the truth of what I think I can say, too, is um, what I offer will make you feel better. I can't guarantee the dollars, like, X movement will get you X dollar. You know, big dream. But, again, the journey. Right. If the journey is what just today, what we have right now, and like the next uh, half hour, you and me, right? Like this is all part of it. Isn't yeah. that crazy? <laughs> it's, it's lucky. It's good. And then how how many how many people I know myself? How many times have you been like, this is my big dream, and then you get it, or or you get close, or, you, or you're halfway there, and you're like, this is not at all my big dream. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. You look around and you're like, how did I get to this place? Or even you get it. I mean, I've been seeing this lately, too, where people are, like, getting lots of really, um, like, the outward results that they wanted, and yet they're inside not happy, um, feeling burnt out, and uh, how, you know, the way they called themselves to be that person that did that doesn't feel good. So both, interestingly, it like they really have to line up, which is simple truth and complex. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean it's 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 really odd as I get older. It's like when you're when you're little, you know, goals are sometimes put on you, or you know, there are things you want. You know, like you want to be Michael Jordan, or you want to be you know Oscar-winning actress. You know, you want these things that aren't maybe realistic at all and so how do you know what's right for you I mean I, I have a, I have friends that that I have one one friend that um always knew they wanted to be a veterinarian as a great veterinarian like mm-hmm. like and I, I looked at that person with like how did how did you know did it like just mm-hmm. always have known and then I think the, the rest of us most of us are like we have no idea <laughs> we don't know <laughs> but how every moment right you yeah. just try to get one more step Amazing. So this is what we're here to discuss, really, week after week, is 
these conversations, these stories of how we followed step by step to become the me of today and the you of today. So welcome, Ree Langdon. Meet everyone, me. meet Ree Langdon. <laughs> and and um, I loved that you call yourself a Pilates magician because <laughs> I can imagine how I've, my experience this year has been availing myself to a lot of different health uh, treatment modalities and kind of every different one is a, some kind of magic because of how much our bodies are telling us. Like, really, everything is in the body. All the truths are in the body in ways that I had no idea. So, <laughs> well, you're welcome to riff on that. But Ooh. Okay, uh, yeah. I think you know, there's something you said. I, I, it might be a few podcasts ago now, but um, – your one of your childhood experiences in relation to your parents was you felt like a brain on a stick, and I that that totally that was like bingo. I I, I know exactly how that feels. The academic yeah. parents and brain on a stick, and it was all about what's in your head and what are you thinking and being logical and great. What can you great, prove? Yeah, yeah, you know, and and feelings maybe you know feelings are everyone has them, but they're you know in terms of importance, you know, it's like what do you think instead of how do you feel. Yeah. Circle around. All of the stuff that happens happens in your body, right? The, yeah. the Just the, the, the there's a there's a, a very famous uh, book. His name is Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, and he, it's the body keeps the score. And oh yeah. It, yeah. I mean, if you've read any of his work, and and some of that is very some of his work is very out there too, like the things that happen to you when you're three, you get get memorized as feeling these things in your body, and that will impact you as an adult for reasons you don't understand you know sometimes you can go back that far and sometimes you can't but um the 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 body knows it there's there's a lot of wisdom in there that has nothing to do with the thoughts that you're thinking the sentences that you're thinking in your head and you know we are all so busy and so driven and you know got to get here got to pick up milk on the way home and there's so much Mm -hmm. stuff going on in your head that it makes it really hard to to hear or feel what your body's telling you. Yeah. Just even even in terms of does this feel good? Does this feel bad? What adjustment could I make to improve? You know, like little little things like that. And so that that's part of the magic that I think I bring is that I don't I can help a person get to I feel better in 55 minutes. And here are some things that you can do at home to feel better in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you feel better in your body, you do better in your life, right? Stronger body, yeah. better life, feeling just feeling better, being able to connect to that better feeling. You're going to be yeah. nicer to your kids. You're going to be more mm-hmm. patient with whoever. You know, you're going to, you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, maybe your checklist is twice as long, but you're like, I did good. <laughs> you have that moment. Well, this is, it's so interesting. Yeah, just this balance of, like, kind of all the voices is hard because self-care says one thing and the, I don't know, maybe academic brain on stick says you got to do both and, or you got to do these things. And somehow you can't just add more to the days, right, to the list. Um, so that's the trick to prioritize out of self-love and that's the hard part prioritize according to what 
the business, you know, your boss needs or prioritize, prioritize according to, you know, what happened last time, right? But prioritizing out of that's genius. I just want to take a – I don't even have a post-it note over here. We need to run and get a post-it note so I can write that down. But it's it, prioritizing out of self-love is really, really hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, it reminds me of being a child of the 70s, a woman uh, born in the 70s, where there was all this um, women's lib, a, a certain kind of feminism rising up. But really, it wasn't like it was it was the and message, not the prioritize yourself. It was the you can have it all by being everything. And right. really, you know, now today, years old, I'm like, it's that wasn't the whole thing. Like, it was like, oh, look here, hold more women, you know, like have both standards of uh, having a perfect family and uh earning the ideal income and status in work, you know, outside the home. Yeah. And I I think, you know, I'm, 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 I guess a child, not born in the seventies, but I grew up, I was, I was, you know, 10 in that era. And I remember, I remember thinking, hi, you you can have it all. The the things that were, I, I think that message, and I don't know, I think that message got a little little skewed in the delivery or the translation or just how we're looking back on it. I think the original message might have been something more like, you know, you, sh- you should want it all instead yeah. of you can have it all. You know, we were, we were earlier than that, we were being taught to want things that we weren't necessarily taught to before. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there's, you, you were kind of going to college to find a husband, which I laugh to say now because the I it just it's so antiquated but anyway I'm gonna say yeah, yeah you, you yeah you, no it was like explicitly said in in yeah. earlier days and then right. even when they stop saying it out loud it doesn't just disappear right still right. sort of whispered in there the, was this idea of I'm, I'm gonna do x until I have kids it was it was like that there was no you know my career because you know I want to be a famous astronomer or any you know it was it was like you were going to be great at it until you take priority. It was always that flavor. So, but I, I think the message did turn into you can't have it all and, you know, you can't drop any, any of the balls, right? Whatever the balls are, you can't, you have to just be a better, faster juggler. Yeah. And that is I'm just toxic. Oh, toxic. It's toxic. It's awful. Toxic. Toxic. So. And I mean, yeah, in, in different ways, Decades later, the message is still talking, and I think both of us are in our different uh, zones calling people out of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think the other thing, I, I totally agree. I think that the thing that happened with that message is as long as, you know, you can have it all as long as you don't drop any of the traditional balls that you still have. It just yeah. totally takes away, you know, instead of it becoming a bigger choice in the world, now you have more choice in the world. You have less choice because you can only choose things that fit with the things you can't drop. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes it becomes a very tight box. Exactly. exactly. I, I'm I'm trying to reject gently and politely as much of that as I can. <laughs> or fuck polite. I mean, is the other part. <laughs> right. Maybe not so politely. Maybe, Maybe not quietly. so politely enough to sort of shake us all out of our hypnosis is kind of the the metaphor I use. <laughs> The way yeah. 
we've accepted other people's truths that weren't always for us. Yeah, and it, yes, yes, and yes, and and the other the other part of it that I that I am trying really hard to embrace and and just get get to this place as fast as possible is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a blank on her name. I'm so embarrassed because I love her, but it's uh, Brooke from the Life Coach School. What is her name? If you remember her name, but anyway. Yeah. Um, Brooke, one of her one of her things she says is because I want to. This is like a that's all the reason because I want to. And when I heard that, I was, I was like, that sounds like when you were a little girl, you know, you, you know, I, because I because I want because I want to. And somehow that that gets, you know, the message is that's not a good you know that's not the good enough reason. Or you 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 might think it in your head, but don't say that out loud. You know, there comes a point where. Well, and some of us are more allowed to say that in our society than others, right? Yeah, and exactly, exactly. There, you have to be careful when you say that. You can't just say that. And there might be. I just, I just always think that sentence maybe in my head, and then think very quickly about hmm, consequences. Is it safe to say that? And exactly. now, now this old, I'm like, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna try, I'm trying to say that every day. I'm trying to find a space for me to say that every day and work that muscle just like any other muscle, because I want to. Yes. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. Which is back to, I think, back to the journey is really all we have, right, today, choosing because I want to toward the thing that we want big dream-wise, yet mm-hmm. this the journey is the thing. That's all we've got. Right. Yeah. It is. It is. Here's, here's, I think this is a fun question. I ask myself this every time I get on the plane, and they always say, you know, if you're traveling with small children, make sure to put your own mask on first. That's the advice we always get, put your own mask on first. And yeah. then in daily behavior, how much do we model that behavior? Not only, mm. not all. That's, that, that's part of the struggle, right? If you mm-hmm. were on the airplane, God forbid, and it was actually the things come down from the ceiling, would you actually put your own mask on first? Would you, would it be yeah. like in that moment, would it just be super clear, this is the thing I need to do? Or would you still wonder, hmm, who else should I get their mask on first? Yeah, well, you wouldn't even maybe have the reflective Hopefully muscle not. to ask. You would react how you react, right? You'd be like, someone needs me. And that muscle would talk first, right? And And meanwhile, you're on your way to help them and you're like, out of your own oxygen, which, yeah, it's, it's, I do think it's like a putting in your reps, right? Of like, you, you become that person ready to choose self care in that moment for the purpose of other care. I like that. Yeah. So this is a great time to hear how you chose to start your business. Um, so if you could just share that story, because I think all of all of these stories of people starting their own businesses what, was a way to put on your own oxygen mask. It so was. If you could it, it, it absolutely was. So I used to be I used to be uh, an engineer, software engineering manager, um, my whole career, and worked in uh, spam spam defense. I used to keep I used to run a team that kept spam, tried to keep spam the best we could out of people's inboxes and thank you for for your service one one way to make the world a slightly better place slightly less obnoxious place and then when I left that job I had already been doing part-time Pilates instruction for a long time because I I love it I've always loved it since the moment I found it and if you're if you're uh, really into a practice at some point you go to the teacher trainings because that's where you learn the more advanced work you know they they 
So I started taking the teacher trainings just so I could progress my own practice. And coming from two teachers, it was really quick to figure out that I love teaching. And so, you know, in, in short order, I never meant for this to be like a second career and all of that, but, you know, I, I, could show you the, the the Pilates equipment started piling up around my house and <laughs> interesting you invested yeah. in it for yourself first I did I did and it, it I, I really wanted to get better at it um I have an injury that I got when I was five that that Pilates is the only thing I, I had a very misaligned uh pelvis and so it was the only thing that that helped and so to to be able to you know you do this over time and you could see increases and in things you didn't used to be able to do you can do and the things that you used to be able to do a little wobbly you can now do it a lot better and one of the very cool things about pilates is the same exercise that you learn on your very first day it becomes different over time as you get stronger in different places mm-hmm. so the work gets deeper and deeper and and it's just as much a mental challenge as it is the physical challenge right that's the other thing i really like about it so there's there's no moment of zoning out. That used to be the one hour a day or the 30 minutes a day where I was not thinking about anything else except concentrating on trying to get, you know, whatever to happen, this muscle fire, not fall, not fall out of a pose or something like that. And then after the teacher training, I just started uh, part-time. And, you know, when, when I left tech, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. So, I'm you know, I'm going to do this full-time. And I didn't really have a plan, and I didn't really have a – I just knew there was a number that I needed to hit because, you know, expenses. Life. And <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little rocky and a little dire those first six months. And then I think when I, when I started uh, – two things happened. I kind of got too tired to worry about it anymore, which is, a, you know, too busy, too tired to worry about it anymore. And then mm. you know, I got in a groove and, and was actually making enough to barely get by, and then I kind of took a breath and relaxed. So mm-hmm. and then I just after after that um, built the business and got better at a lot of things that that I didn't used to have to do. Like I used to you know, actively avoid anything that looked like marketing because I was an engineer <laughs> and I didn't have to, you know. And right. I didn't. I, I loved being on sales calls, but I loved being on sales calls as an engineer. You know, they're just gonna they're they're gonna actually do the selling, and and then I'm gonna answer any like technical question or something like that you know so I got a very nice line where I was never in sales and so I had to learn things I had to learn and I didn't like learning those things believe me but now it and uh came to a realization very late in the game that the reason I didn't like those was because I was still in my engineer identity where I didn't have to learn those things the minute I'm like oh I'm a small business owner I have to have a small business owner identity now that stuff is like super easy and exciting to me it's part of my – it's not that I have to be. It's, this is what small business owners do. So all the resistance to it is gone, and I'm enjoying that stuff a lot more and learning about it a lot faster too. <laughs> it's fascinating to me how you just told that story. Like it was – it sounded very simple. I mean, maybe it wasn't, but that you just took the identity. You're like, oh, that's me now. Yeah. <laughs> In some ways that sounds like um, – it wasn't a whole long swim. It was like, bing, the switch. No, it was, a, it, was, it was very, like, it felt very uphill, and I was very avoidant about a lot of stuff, and, you know, very, you know, the, the, the self-talk that, you know, I suck at this, and, yeah. you know, that you, you kind of talk yourself out of it. Yeah. And even, even the things, the little automations that would make it easier, you know, there's all sorts of tools out there to make, you know, make your email go and do mm-hmm. these things. And I wouldn't, I would just resist it, you know, and then I'd, kind of 
uh, kind of yell at myself in the spare moments about like, God, you're an engineer. You could set that up in 10 minutes. If someone was paying Mm -hmm. you to set that up, you could do that in 10 minutes. And it was just like the resistance that I always had in the other, other place. And once, once that, I don't even know what it was, but I think it was a lot of, a lot of uphill climb or a lot of, a lot of, you know, deep swim. And then one day it just dawned on me that it was because I was in that other identity. And, and, and who's, who spends their time thinking about their identity? Nobody. But it just, I, I, I don't know, just all of a sudden light bulb went on and I'm like, oh. The light bulb went on and, you know, the way, as you, the way you told the story, I just thought of how, well, we started this conversation about the magic of we get what we need for mm-hmm. every moment. And the uphill climb, the resistance, something in you was like, re. Let's make this easier. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, hey, there's an, a misalignment here. You you say you want this, but this is not working. And somehow it was telling you, and then you listen to it. <laughs> uh, sounds simple, yet I, to me, this is like a beautiful, like why we can trust ourselves and why if we make space to listen that we have what we need. So what I do as a coach is like almost like I'm not giving you answers. I'm asking you questions and making a space for you to face them and say, like, why are you running? Can you stop running away and just ask yourself what you're running from? Right. No, those are are big. The the other other thing that I um, want to manage people – or you know, even even something like your own your own children. I know from from those experiences about motivating other people, right? It's so much harder to motivate yourself because you're inside. You know, you're you're like the wizard behind the curtain. You're inside and you you hear all this stuff, right? Yeah. So if if I if I I, um, I have one child who is mildly afraid of heights, and I mm-hmm. remember being at the Eiffel Tower and on the, on one of the levels, I'm going to get it all wrong, but on one of the levels they have it glass so you can look down. Right. And I had forgotten that it was there. Do you know what I mean? But we get up there, you know, first of all, going in the Eiffel Tower and it was, you know, my right. child was like, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. It's going to be an adventure. And so the, the, the reward is, is obviously, you know, I'm not thrilled about being in that wacky elevator, but I'm going to get through this. And then we right. get up to the floor with the glass floor and it was just massively like, oh, God, you know, didn't prepare the child for it. Mm. Here we are. And mm. so I, um, it's going to sound awful. I made her go out onto the place where there's like a, a metal girder underneath. Right. And stoop right on top of the metal girder. And I took a picture. And I said, it's just going to be two seconds. But I'm going to take a picture of you doing this. Then we're going to come back over here right in the corner. And we did. And. I said, no matter what happens now, you know, I've got a picture of you facing that fear. And you're going to remember, like, you did it, even though you didn't like it. And next time you have a hard thing in your life, you're going to have this moment at the Eiffel Tower to be like, I can maybe get through this. Oh, my God. I can feel it. I can feel the power of that picture. I'm very visual. But that is such a good metaphor. Thank you for sharing that. Who doesn't need to hear this? Who isn't facing something that feels like, I know I need to do this, but if I do that, I will surely die. Like some version of that, right? 
and whatever you're to go anyway and find out that they're okay. We're yeah. okay. And yeah. we have what we need. And actually, it, it isn't the way it looks, even though it's valid how we got there. Yet the whole truth is bigger. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's good advice. If you, it, they, they always say that the thing you're resisting, you should run toward you or the thing, the David Bowie thing from right when we were talking a little bit ago, you know, whatever is the thing that you're a little out of your depth. And it's such great advice and so hard to take. You know, we'll spend so much energy resisting it. And it's, it's literally like when you're a little kid going in the deep end, you know, just hold your nose and jump. <laughs> you got it. Like where, where did that energy go the minute we became adults and we stopped Mm-hmm. You know, we started really, really protecting ourselves. Man, oh, yeah. You get enough bumps, you're going to start protecting yourself. But wouldn't it be great if there was just some meter in your life? You know, Google, make us a meter. Like, you protected yourself 48% today, and you risked 52%. And you would just know, okay, I'm right in the zone. <laughs> we, yeah. Your yeah. cell phone would kill you at the end of the night. Take three more risks tomorrow, and you'll be even. <laughs> That's such a good exercise. What good homework, right? To be like, um, you wake up and you say, "How many risks can I take today? Yeah. How how big can I go?" And because it's retraining, right? Because the brain, the the what I call the mod voice, the inner critic, mm-hmm. is like, "No risk, right? Like, nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, not safe. Stay right here, you know, in this box." Yeah. And all the stuff we really want is probably outside that box. Of course. Of course. Which segues perfectly into my next question is what is your greatest joy in your business? Because that took, you know, getting to the, this other side of the box. Oh, that, that was always the, it's always been the part that was the easiest is um, there, there's because, because it's a, what, like what we were talking about before the body thing, when, when you can see, and I, I think that's part of my magic is that I, I, I have sometimes – I don't even know how to describe it. I'm from a science family, so this is going to be so woo. Here I go. But it's like, it's like I have x-ray magic, vision. I magic. Magic. I, I can look at somebody walk, and I don't, I don't need to know the name of the muscle, but I, I can see, like, it's a chain of events, and here's the one getting the most in the way. So you're always trying to find the one, the, the one that's – creating the most of the problem. You move that one out of the way, there will be another one. There will be another one. It's never perfect. It's not about perfect. But I I can help somebody get more aligned and they just feel better. You know, and it's not like it's not like a massage. I've had a massage, you feel better afterwards, right? But uh it's like there's something about uh because you can move better through space and more confidently through space. I see, I see people just you know tired but ready to take on or just more at peace I don't know there's just a just a feeling or, uh, that I can that I can see on the outside when they leave and I love that I love that that being able to not do it for someone they do it for themselves but making the space for them to be able to reach that and that's mm-hmm. the coolest thing sometimes it's really hard and sometimes we keep working on it for you know a couple of sessions I have a couple of clients with some you know, skeletal things going on that are just always going to be permanently there with them. And we, we figure out how to work around it and what to do on a daily basis to, to help them feel better. And just knowing that these little things can make a change and make somebody's day better. That's 
huge. Right. That yeah, that was like yeah. always the joy of, of being able to work with people. And the people are so delightful. I, I meet people that I would never otherwise meet with all these different experiences and all these different stories. And everyone is cool. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the other thing. You know, people, people surprise you in the most delightful ways. You know, and yeah. it's just I, I not to not to, you know, tell secrets, but you know, I have a, a very from the outside you would think of her as just a very classy, very very together, polite, grandmotherly type who could outswear any of the Marines I've ever met. Uh-huh. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. And it, it, she she's just like uh she she um she has wild adventure stories from when she was in her twenties. And I'll say, I didn't think people did that back then. Back then, she'll be like, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> well, that's why, I mean, what do I want to say? Like, I, I have long collected stories of people in their elder days who surprised me like that, that I could, can I, can I be that person in, I mean, my version of that person, right? That boldness, that joy, that freedom in the latter decades yeah and it's it's now and now too i think that's that's the part i struggle with is like i have that image of you know how how i want to be then yeah but i just you know it goes back to that because i want to but right now too the hard part is doing that right now and i think that's how you get those very cool stories is by doing those things right now so exactly it's yeah (laughs) it's so crazy yeah isn't it crazy how like Everything we're talking about is all leading to the same kind of stuff. <laughs> same that's, truth. That's the perfect oh, metaphor for Pilates. It's all connected. So, so if somebody comes to me and they have one shoulder up, I, you know, I'm I'm looking at their ankle. I'm looking all the way down the chain to see hmm, where is it. What's the thing that's making their shoulder up? It's not the shoulder. It's hardly ever the shoulder, right? And it is all connected. That's the one thing that's amazing. The most amazing thing I've learned about the human body is it's all connected. Something's bothering you in your pinky finger. There's an answer for it somewhere else. So, yeah, I love that you can see that. You see what to what the rest of us is unseen. To me, is yeah. it's magic, yeah. and of course, it's also science. And it doesn't matter that you can't explain every bit of it with the brain kind of language. Brain no. language is great and limited, and I mean like academic bookish. You know what is traditionally called science (laughs) and everything else is doesn't count like no there's everything counts everything there's knowing even deeper than that i love that well a lot of those explanations the scientific explanations start with we believe that the sentence will be you know we we believe that one plus one equals two right if we didn't believe that right the rest of it would fall apart so I, I think I think there I think it's it's about we're always trying to deepen our understanding of ourselves and the world around us and we need science to do that it's my favorite thing mm-hmm. but we need that just as much as we need art right and just as mm-hmm. much as we need nature and it's it's about you know getting getting a little bit from each of the food groups all the time that's that's mm-hmm. more what how I'm trying to trying to build my life and fill myself up these days is trying to just get a little bit of all the pieces, right? Maybe mm-hmm. not, but, but try and be systematic about that instead of, you know, 
binging in one area and then being like, whoops, got to go over here now and try this. Mm-hmm. It's really a bit of all of it all the time. Ooh, that's a challenge. I feel it. I'm with you and I feel the challenge at the same time. And I think it goes back to what I said earlier was it like it can sound like a longer list of to-dos instead of just a different way of being now and now and now. Yeah. 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 It's a big, it's a big unlearning, relearning, but so much freedom on the other side. There is, there is the, and the the to-do list is not going to hug you back. You know, the, 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 the other, the other thing I I like about my to-do list is I, I have a million to-dos just like everybody else. But I try to keep that to-do list super, super short. Whatever it is. I mean, does it yeah. really need to go on my list? I try and make things fight to be on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm getting better and better at that, right? Yeah. The, it's that, that to-do list starts, for me, maybe I should just speak for myself, but that to-do list starts to own me if it gets too big. Mm-hmm. And I think there's judgment about, like, you're not getting anything done and, you know, yeah. you're not, you know, you're not doing like like however long that to do list gets it can it can weigh on me. So I like to keep it really really short. Yeah. And that's been working better for me. Although I'm sure that a lot of things drop through the cracks that maybe didn't used to. I feel better. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we ran out of the kind of toothpaste. We're like, oh, you know, well, sorry. <laughs> turns out, turns out I'll survive that one. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't need to be on the to do list. At least not today's. Not yet. So um, I love to hear, I love to hear about business challenges too, because I want to support all of my guests and also just name that we all have business challenges and that's okay. That's part of the swim, part of the grow and the opportunity. So would you mind sharing some, some business challenge with us you're facing? So my, uh, this, this last year, uh, has been complicated family wise. My, my, uh, my dad passed away in April and mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned this to you before and it's, I, you know, we're, we're doing okay, but it's, yeah. there, there are times, there are moments where it's talking about math just this minute, really, really hard, you know, just cause he was mm-hmm. a math but, um, the business challenge was also really lucky. I mean, I'm self-employed, so I could actually slow down nearly to a stop when I needed to, and my clients were very, very understanding and very supportive, um, and just be there for as as many days as I needed to be. I taught Pilates from the lobby of the hospital that had this beautiful mural of a flower behind me, so that was kind of interesting, and people would be like, this is so hospital. I'm like, yeah. So I got, you know, that, that worked out in some ways, um, and now I'm kind of sort of starting over, you know. And so, so the good news is I've learned a lot of lessons along the way, and I'm not afraid to do marketing anymore. And you know, I'm not afraid to call people, and you know that that piece of it, and you know, all of the pieces that are that are very, it can be very scary when you're first in business and you don't have enough for the sale, and and you know, it's those kinds of things. I know how to do those things, and I'm much more confident and feel much more comfortable with those things. Um, but the, sometimes the, you know, I'm, I'm just having a little, having to start over, having to start over and that's, that's okay. I'll do better this time, 
But um, it's the, the, the challenge for me is to stop comparing myself with where I thought I'd be this year. Mm. I had had specific goals and I had specific ideas and I had specific offerings I wanted to Mm. do and I'll still do it it's just that was supposed to be done and I was supposed to be moving on to the next thing whatever that was going to be so it's I guess for me right now I'm I'm trying to um it's it's some it can be sometimes hard to stay in the moment and then the, the shifting nature of the business is also just because of the pandemic I mean everything has changed in terms of you know the the way things used to work, where you would you would go to work for someone else, and you know we couldn't do that during the pandemic. So right now I'm doing about uh, about and I just opened up my physical studio again, which was very much delayed because of family circumstances. Mm-hmm. It just happened last week, and I'm mm. getting people to come back Congratulations. in. Congratulations! Celebrate! Yeah. Then, but it's think, things have changed since the pandemic, and I will always probably do that hybrid model where I'm teaching some people on Zoom, and some yeah. people are like, if I never see Zoom again, that would be okay, you know. So, so figuring out how to how to run the business where it's not just one way, right? Just you know, I I, I have to switch energy. It's not a problem. It's just you know, I'm learning how to do it. Switch energy from that in-person energy to back to you know, being being distant and trying to still give somebody a very satisfying, very tough workout that makes them feel better later. They're two they're two totally different things. And then mm-hmm. where do I want to go? That's the other challenge is okay, so now I'm doing this and I'm doing that and how do I fit in really where I want to take this business and, and what are the next big things I want to do because I have more than one big thing I want to do and there's only so much time in the day. I think everybody has that problem, but, you know, figuring out how to, how to get there in the, in the shortest amount of steps and the most reasonable amount of steps. And that was a lot of things. (laughs) That's a lot of things. If I can just uh, reflect what I heard is uh, a challenge is starting over in the reality of today, which is not um, where neither where you thought you'd be nor where you used to be, yeah. Before, and then also something like prioritizing the dreams. Is that sort of one way yeah, to say finding enough, carving out enough time, protecting that time to make that dream a reality instead of being like, at the end of the day, I didn't do a single thing to move that forward. And so that's that's a, a that's a skill that I'm learning, and yeah. I and I, I think it's sort of interesting and funny. And my I, for me, it's maybe my own laugh, but you know, doing a project for someone else, you know, if 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 we had a launch date or we had a release date, you know, that's that's a that's a there are systems for that, and there there's ways. You know, it's it's kind of like you know how to you know how to get that done when you're on your own, which I am for the short term, right? I, I, I know to hire fast and I know to hire early, but that's not where I am in my business at this moment. So, you know, how do I, how do I do it and still make forward progress when it's just me? So that's my, I, and if you asked like, what is the biggest challenge? It's probably that one because the things I want to do are bigger than something I can do myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this weird like limbo where I, I, I need to do this. And I want to do that, and then figuring out how to do both. 
So if I can offer sort of the thread through all of these things, um, I think it, I, I think it over and over is speaking to, um, you having a meeting with your true, truest self, right? Of, of like the dream. What is the real dream and what is in the way of that? Because as you said, you could, there's no wrong answer, right? All of them, all of the possible ways can lead to the dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, only you can pick and you get to pick, right? I always say privilege and responsibility mm-hmm. of having the vision. And um, something like when you said this, you were using the language of supposed to earlier, mm-hmm. like I was supposed to. Right. I, I think underneath a lot of this is like there's no supposed to, right? Like that's a false, I don't know, just doesn't exist is, is like I think the easiest way to say it. Not that it isn't valid, these feelings about it, right, because we're taught to um, judge ourselves <laughs> so we could be better. Do you know, I mean, and it's, I those are, there's some, you know, bits of, it's, it's a sniff of something healthy. It's a thing, graded thing, you know, like, like, how are you, how are you doing? Yeah. The report card. So, yeah. The report card. And I think, again, <laughs> all of that comes back to internal versus external validation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do it because you want to, because I want yep. to. And then the what I hear is the barriers. I mean, tell me, what do you hear as the barriers to that, or what do you? Well, I think I think it's I think it's more just that, and and I I hope I'm not the only one, but I'm just gonna say it. I think it, I think you're it's not the only one. one. I don't even know what you're gonna say, but you're definitely not the only one. Yeah. No, I think I think when it's unknown and uncertain, and you were saying it up. Up above this, where you know you you can you can give the tools, but the the outcome is not certain. And so when the outcome is not certain, you know there's there you know there's there's fear, but it's like not a real fear. It's not a burning building. It's not a snake about to bite you. You know what I mean? That's so. It's like those those kinds of fear. It seems so obvious to have the natural reaction. You know, if a, a if an animal is about to bite you, you're gonna move. You know, it's like you, you know what to do. You know what to do to mitigate that fear. When it's one of these made up in your head, you know. Fears, I mean, I what's think the, well. What's the point of fighting response? Like, okay, so if it's not a snake bite, it's not an imminent, tangible danger like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but but what would you name this fear of the of whatever is stopping you from? Choosing it doesn't really stop me as much as it slows me down. And I think, honestly, you're, you're, it's lighting something up for me to, to talk about it. It's just literally, I think, because of the uncertainty, the brain kind of plays with it like a little ball, and it just teases and teases and teases and teases. And I think I think the thing about, you know, hold your nose and jump, you, you, I just have to find a, a, a way to ignore it, like music I don't like, just turn the station. Or, you know, just there, there's got to be a way to – you know, to nip that in the bud. And it doesn't happen as much. It doesn't happen certainly nearly as much as when I was first in business for myself. Um, and and the the fears of, of that, you know, like family fears of, you know, 
get a good education so you can have a good job. You know, you'll always have a job mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So if you can like that where, where you know, there's a, there's a paycheck and yeah. quote unquote security and, right. you know, there, there's, there's none of that. So I don't, but I'm not as scared anymore about that part of being in business for myself. It's literally about, um, the 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 part about having it being messy, right? There's there's a lot of messy when you do these things, and so what's wrong with messy? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So yeah, the the it's the, there's nothing wrong with messy. If if I and, and it's just it's it's being on the inside, it's being behind the curtain. Like you know when when we're we're at the grocery store, you know we're 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 in in some version of our our best selves you know what I mean it's like we're not we're not nobody nobody can see like what's going on inside our own house right Mm -hmm. but then when you're when I'm worrying about how I'm going to get something done or how is it going to go or what do I need to do you know all of those things are like well I don't really know how to do that and that's that's very confusing over there I can focus on this and so there's a lot of like sticking to the parts that you do know. And it's really, really hard to understand that the things that got you to this point aren't going to get you to that point. You're going to have to learn a whole bunch of new stuff all at once. And it's going to be complicated. And, and, and then you're on the other side of it. Like, oh, that wasn't so hard. You know, that, that, that worked out. <laughs> but it's somehow, it's somehow that, that the, the beginning of it is always so, so hard. For, some, for for whatever reason, the beginning of it is always always just ridiculously hard. So the middle is usually yeah. not that. No, once you start, what? But I think it's that um, fear voice saying it's not safe to step over to that. What looks like there's no floor, but there is. Yeah. It's that first, right? That says the, the faith that it will. You know, the out. mind is like protect, protect, protect. So that's where I just, I think the way you said, um, I need to not listen to it. I need to turn the station for a music, a song I don't like. For me, um, I think it starts with naming the thing and, and really not from the, like, I know better place, but the, almost like the child, like, um, just be as scared as you are. You know what I mean? Just allow yourself to say it talk it out like well that's not safe because I might you know if I reach too far I might hurt myself or you know whatever the thing is and try to just go there which is already really an act of courage right because it's easier in some ways to be like I feel scared but I don't want to know why just keep talking you know keep keep going but first to name it with the whole fear voice so for me, it's often like when I ask what's wrong with messy, um, messy scares me because it might mean what? Uh, it might mean people will find out that I don't know everything. People will find out that something, I, I might be judged, I might lose people, I might look a certain something, those kinds of you know, fill in blank. Does that yeah. bring up anything oh, yeah. for you? I think it's absolutely. I think it's, I think two things that, and, and 
I'm I'm trying to like I I don't think I could possibly do it in the moment, but like naming the fear is whatever it is. It's going to be, and I mean this with love to myself. It's going to be silly, whatever it is. We know that going in. You know. So that's what I mean. Name the silly, right? Like don't judge it because it will never be able to say a different station, right? Like sing a different song to the song you don't want to hear until we address it head on. Yeah. Unpack it. I sometimes I say like. Take it out of the secret bag and put it on the table and just look at it, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. And then, and then the other thing that came to me is, um, that idea of, you know, when, when you're a kid, you're afraid of all kinds of stuff, you know, the, the, the monster in the closet, you know, that, that you're, you know, they tell you isn't there, but you maybe, maybe the adults are wrong, you know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you say you have these very childlike fears of things that in your whole experience you didn't experience once. It never actually hurt you. The monster in the closet that you think maybe is there never once got you. So you have no data to back up this idea mm-hmm. or this fear. And not any of the other children you know ever got hurt by the monster in the closet. You know what I mean? So there's no no data to back up that, that fear, and yet you still have it. But you still are able to – there's just this childlike peace that, that I – and you can see it with the kids on the playground who don't really have their, their bodies move differently and they don't have the same concept of gravity that we do. I mean, I'm, I'm hanging on to the railing as I go up and down the stairs, right? Those kids right. are just jumping three and four at a time and not worried about breaking a leg. Right. And right. so there's, I'm not, I'm not saying we should do, you know, we should respect what our bodies tell us as we get older. Cause you can't do those things anymore. It would right. be, it would be not intelligent to do those things anymore. The body today of, is not the body of yesterday. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you have to respect it differently. You have to respect your, your body, your body changes after if you, if you have children, it's just not the same. It does not go back to the way it was and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just mm-hmm. all sorts of things that physically change and you just need to have some understanding of what that is. Just mm-hmm. move with that understanding of what that is for whatever it is for each person. But the thing that I think we could, if there was a way to just buy a package of that childlike, <laughs> you know, it, I, I don't even know what it's called. You know, there, there are fears, but they're, they don't ever really stop the, stop the kids. Those kids are you know, like well into middle school and maybe high school. They're going to be jumping down those steps three and four at a time, or they're, you know, they're, they're going to be doing crazy or whatever. Sorry, the internet is blipping a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I, I was but gonna I say I think well. it's um I think it's courage that they, you know, skip those steps because they did it before and they saw that they're they're okay and so they can skip again, maybe skip more, you know, that mm-hmm. there's a time in life where they're less afraid or almost like the programming is to find the edges. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, like we don't, I I think, I think many of the adults that I know, we don't, we don't search for the edges anymore. We don't, we want, we want to stay way back from the edge of the platform. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe life tastes a little better, a little, little bit, you know, when we're not even thinking about it, maybe, maybe those things, maybe a lot of things. I have a post-it note on the outside of my computer that says, what would it look like if it was easy? Myself. I say that to myself all day yeah. long, yeah. and of course, in like the midst of it, the brain yeah. is like, but wait, but wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
And so yeah. I'm trying to uh, same same thing. It's like just how do you um, it's um, when when the focus gets on your logic brain, and it's it's about you know I think it's it's about listening to your feelings. That idea about follow your gut, and you know my my gut already knows how I want to do these things, and you know. Yeah. Just like you knew. You just got to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've known, you've heard it before, and you knew, and that muscle knows you can do it again. It's been good. The other side of it that I love to insert, along with the safety not guaranteed side, is you can try things, and you can always untry them. You know what I mean? You can always pivot, and you are you can be trusted to know what to do, no matter what mm-hmm. happens. Right? Yeah, because you've also seen yourself be that person to be like, oh, thanks, got it. Now we do this, right? But like, yeah, no, just treat it treat it all like an, an experiment, and not be really invested in the. I, I agree, and that's easier said than done, especially if if you know I I spent a lot of time in another career worrying about data and looking for evidence and looking for patterns and things like that. So it's kind of a it's kind of a good habit in one sense because it was an interesting right. job and it's kind of not serving me that well over here. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But that's the thing, right? I mean, work world hypnosis says, like, critic, critique, criticize, you know, like the critical mind. Yes, and and when you're the whole company, you can't only be the critic muscle hammer one tool, right? You you can't. It, It just doesn't, and it doesn't serve you. You have to be all the tools. You have to be the the self-trusting forward motion person, yeah. maybe and more than you need people. that critic tool to hammer Absolutely. all day long. Yeah. And then the, the other, the other thing this is, this is just going to like, I'm old, but this is when I used to quote this movie a whole lot, original Terminator in the very beginning, before all the action happens there, the she's a waitress and the kid, the kid puts an ice cream cone in her apron and she just looks like right at the, you know, it's not a good day. Yeah. And the other waitress walks by cracking gum, and she goes, in 100 years, who's going to care? And I think that's hilarious. That, like, oh, I, 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 I that all the time. In 100 years, who's going to care? So I have to remind myself of that. In yeah. 100 years, who's going to care? Gonna well, that's gum. true. Yeah, it's true about the messy, especially, right? Because you – I mean, I might forget my own messy in – well – Hundred years, years, but but you know years. what I mean. Like like even <laughs> yeah. in a few years, I'll forget. But yeah. um, but where you will be is not in that mess, right? I I yeah. mean, in some ways, it's impossible to stay in that mess if you just yeah. keep going, keep trying, keep trusting yourself, keeping one more step at a time. Yeah, and just not mess. Mess is fine. Mess means things are changing. Mess is and just just reevaluating it. You know, just re recategorizing it and calling it something different. You know, the 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 judgment is real. You know, we we learn these things yeah. and they're hard to they're hard to unlearn. They're hard to recharacterize. Yeah. But we can do it. I can do it. It's just it's, it's, it's uh, I want to get to the point where it's just effortless. Where that thought comes in and I'm like, nope, stop at the door. Like I have a bouncer. You know. Yes. So good. And that the bouncer would be from your self-belief, not from the fear. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, 
as usual, I say it's a half-hour conversation, and then an hour goes by because it's just so freaking delightful. Well, we're because talking. You're brilliant. You have the insight. You have our Yeah. Sorry. Say it again. Oh no, it's it's you stay a half hour because you're brilliant and you have all the insights and you and you share and it's like tell me more. So you have all the insights too. I wanted to take notes the whole time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to re-listen to this again because a lot of what you said was really deeply powerful for me too, which is why I love these this podcast. I love just having time with you and all the people I've talked with. It just is. So powerful the the power of just conversation, getting yeah, things out of our heads. <laughs> it's awesome. Thanks so much. So, how would you like people to find you and reach out? Is there a particular um, thing you're calling people into right now? So I'm uh, I'm opening uh, the studio for one on ones again, okay. and I actually I have quite a few clients who are looking to do duets. And so I'm trying to trying to find people who are interested in doing two, uh, not a private session, but two people at a time. Okay. So if you are looking, and it's a, it's a, I like that because it's a little bit more affordable. You know, it's yeah. it's you know you're you're still getting individualized attention, and and uh, the session will still be tailored to the the two people's goals, even if they're different, right? The the, the trick is that you know. Um, you want to – each person will do the same exercise with slightly different cueing, for example. One will choose exercise that will cue both people. And that's a little – to me, that's a step, you know, like a little more attention than a group class. Yeah. But not at the – you know, it's a little more affordable than single sessions. So if you if that sounds like something uh, anyone out there would be interested in, uh, the, there's a link in my bio and my – uh, website and my phone number. You can just uh, search for my name, and I, as far as I know, I'm the only relaying in Pilates in the universe yeah. at this point. So you'll and your URL too, right? Is repilates.com, so they could find out more there. So in-person studio, where are you located? So it has to be I'm people who are able to yeah. get their bodies to you. Yeah, I'm I'm in San Francisco, and I'm uh, uh, in the southern part of the city. Uh, near the Ocean Avenue exit, so it's it's south part of San Francisco, a uh, little quiet neighborhood that I love, and I also am teaching still online. I have clients as far away as uh, London and nice. South America and uh, New York. Amazing. So I'm, I, I, that, I and and that's the other. I should put that in one of the joys. I get to have these little vision, little little glimpses of life in other places because my clients have gone far and wide during the pandemic so that's another little thing so so i it's it's maybe go hmm maybe maybe i need to figure that out for my own self how to go far and wide with this so we'll see. Mm-hmm. that's what's available up yeah. to all the the zoom life which actually is kind of like what you said earlier the now that you're not only in person what's possible with what's the now operation yeah. Yeah. you get to follow your your joy i do Intuition, so exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank one you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I just want, want to share that one of the things that I uh, work with people one-on-one is people with uh, Ehlers-Danlos or other connective tissue disorders, people who are, the, the way this is described is usually double-jointed or the bendy people. Mm. And they're probably slightly differently than the typical person. They, they move from their joints instead of their muscles. And it's uh, alert. I, I work 
particularly with those people, to help them use their muscles, which is not their go-to, instead of their joints, and it helps them be more stable and uh, relieve pain. So those are the other people that I think I can really serve, and I love to serve, but that, that runs in my family, and so I have a lot of personal awareness around that. Although, if you have the typical body, I love to work with you, too. But anyway, you were saying something nice thing, and I totally interrupted you, so... No, 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 no. It's perfect. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that it's great for to call in specific people to say, what's your superpower? Right. Because not everybody does that. Not everybody even recognizes bendy people. Right. So that's great. Um, I wanted to ask, how would I know if I'm a bendy person? Is there a quick um, so, uh, self-assessment? Yeah, it can be diagnosed if you know what EDS is or Ehlers-Danlos and you've had that diagnosis. But for most people, it's you're the, you're the kind of person who uh, you might sprain your ankle a lot or you have a knee that goes, your knees are a little wobbly. Or it can be a little bit um, when you get up out of a chair, you kind of have to get into a little equilibrium before you're ready to move. Yeah. Or um, it can be where you, you, your fingers bend or your elbows hyperextend. A lot of a lot of people who many people who have that hyperextending knee or that hyperextending elbow mm. have underlying stuff, and there's a, there's a, their collagen just works differently than mm. other people. It's genetic, like you know, eye color and hair color and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, if the the good news is that you can learn to use the muscles, and it and it feels better in your body when you do. Okay. I do have that elbow and probably knee thing. I wondered about that. So maybe I come see you. I would love that. that. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time and everyone who joined us. It's just is I love doing these conversations live. I feel like, oh, people really are here and they need to hear what we're talking about. Because, I mean, what we talked about, I think, is just balm for what many people are going through right now so thank you Uh, thank you so much for your time have a great rest of your day you too bye-bye bye